The single deadliest air raid of World War II was the napalm bombing of Tokyo. In March 1945, 41 square kilometers of Tokyo was destroyed, about 100,000 people killed and a million people left homeless. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I am at least two thirds of Erasmus today. And I am cold. And I'm Jan. That's close enough. We call that an intro now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how the fuck are you doing, Red? Why are you cold? Uh, because I've been waiting for the kid uh, outside uh, for 30 minutes uh, or so, and it's freezing outside. So the thing is, when I'm, I, I'm going to school to fetch the kid, I have to go there early. Otherwise, I can't park because too many people are trying to park in the same parking lot, with it, yeah. which is way too small for the number of parents. So I have to go there early and I have to wait like 30 minutes in the car or outside of the car. And it's now freezing. So, yeah, I'm cold. But, but didn't but you... F- no, your heater broke and then fixed itself? Or yeah, what happened? it fixed itself. So it's it's kind of okay, but it, the car doesn't have the time to warm up correctly uh, uh, when I go there. So okay. it's, it's still kind of cold when I'm 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 waiting for the kiddo. But that's okay because now I'm inside and it's warm. I'm having a cup of hot tea and Have you tried not complaining so much? No, I'm French, man. I, I, I can't <laughs> do that. It's in our jeans. We are built that way. Your trousers? <laughs> no, the other jeans. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Don't steal don't steal my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, sorry, you don't have that many. I'll, I'll let you keep the ones you have. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> what I've done this week, a uh, lot of tests with laser engravers, uh, plural, because I have two that I, have, I need to use in, in videos, in upcoming videos. So I did a lot of tests in order to make sure that when I will be um, filming, shooting the videos, it won't all go to shit and stuff. So, yeah, that's okay. mainly what I did this week. A lot of design on Illustrator, a lot of, um, yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. Creating... But you're using both of them at the same time in case one of them fucks up? No, or... no, no. I have, to, I have to use one in one video and the other in another video. Uh, I would rather use the second one for every video because it's a great machine, damn good machine. But I still have to reuse the first one for the first video. So I I need to make it work. And in order, in order to make it work properly, I had to do some tests with the material I'll be using in the video. And all the design now for the parts are mostly done. So I'll be able to engrave uh, everything and to cut everything probably this weekend uh, or beginning of next week. So in the meantime, I'll be working on a second video, which will involve uh, engraving glass, I believe. Yeah, you uh, mentioned that. Yeah, and it, it kind of worked okay, which is interesting because you can't just engrave glass like that. You have to coat it with a uh, paint first, otherwise the laser will not work. And, and it will to, refract and scatter. And- yeah, exactly. And, and just don't work. Uh, so I had to order some uh, water-based spray paint, you know, to coat the thing that I wanted to engrave and did some tests with the speed and power of the laser in order to mm. get the best result and so on and so on. So it went, went well, but yeah, it takes time to just find the right settings, you know, to get the project um, done properly on the first try. At least I, I hope it will be on the first try because I can always reshoot it 
but materials costs costs money so i don't yeah. Oh, yeah. to 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 have to rebuy stuff uh over and over again because i just screw up so now i'm trying to to have better preparations uh better preparation for the videos that i'm shooting uh so making more tests beforehand in order to just don't screw up when the times comes to shoot the video but does this mean you are nearly approaching a video week kind of schedule? i i i'm trying i'm trying hard Ooh. uh yeah yeah i i at least uh I, my goal for now we, uh, considering my schedule is to have uh at least two a month maybe mm. three and i really would like to go back to once a week uh, because that's how your channel will, my channel or any channel on YouTube will develop and grow and and make more money. Uh, yeah. To be completely honest, so that that's something I really need to try. The problem being that I don't have enough time to. I I always have the stupid idea of doing a project that like involves engraving and cutting and turning woods and using leather and this and that so it's like very complex project and therefore complex video to shoot and edit so i need to yeah. simplify a little bit my process by um, making it simpler when i shoot it by having a better preparation so that that's what i've been doing this week like prepping everything you know to be just uh ready when times come mm. and when time comes and not screw it up and, and be more productive. Or do it like um, we were told before from our guests in the podcast, just do a little smaller projects in between, like some fast yeah. projects that are quick to make, quick to film, just kind of as a filler to keep the algorithm happy. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> and I mean, that's, and it's not bad. Like I've seen a lot of your videos where there's like not really too complicated stuff, just nicely made and um, they're just as enjoyable as some of the stuff you I know you spent months uh, yeah. preparing. Uh, no, no, you're you're right. Uh, I I don't like to to call those videos fillers because that I try to be involved as much uh, in a smaller project that I am in a bigger project, mm -hmm. uh, and the attention to details, especially when I'm editing the videos. But I need to to make it simpler for me in order to produce more. That that's I'm I'm that's the thing I'm very aware of now. So um, when I'm done with these two um, laser engraver videos that I have to deliver to the sponsor that gave me the, the machines, um, that's something I'm really going to try to do in order to make more. And I also um, realized when I was doing all the thinking this during the last holidays, thinking I was talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, in a previous episode that a lot of people are doing simple project, not in a bad way. It's not like a... Uh, oh, it's too simple, so I'm not interested. It's simple projects because people can reprodu reproduce them and do them at home as well. So it's a good example of something simple that you can do and and therefore you can keep making and, and having fun with like DIY stuff. Like yeah, and the one you are doing uh, and you talked about like last week, it's it's not a very complicated project, but it's it's complicated enough. It is for me. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I've I mean... been fighting the whole week with that. <laughs> Did you know that from one millimeter leather to one point two, what they said? Well, actually, it's more one point four, a little bit of one point five millimeter leather. That half millimeter will kick your ass if you try to yeah. process it. Yeah, I know. 
You should have asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because then I would have done it. No, no, I but was, I, I, I was sitting don't... there the last couple of evenings, like my my hands, like I can't work tonight on it because mm-hmm. my fingertips are hurting. Yeah, AF. I, I know, I know. It, it it's a it's a good feeling though because yeah, absolutely. You're done with the project. Have your fingers hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Okay. If you last time, so. last time I, I my finger hurt that much because I, I was doing too much teaching. It was for a belt. It was a double belt, uh, probably two meters long, and I had to oh. stitch all the sides, uh, by hand. Wait, the, I, the guitar strap? Or? No, no, no. It was the the Witcher. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Coat uh, mm-hmm. belt, just super long, um, and I said never again. But when I look at it now. And say, oh, I did that by hand, and I put the 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 sense of pride that you have in, by mm-hmm. watching, looking at a project that you've done, and that hurt literally. Uh, your body uh, is kind of yeah, it's very rewarding. It doesn't mean that I will do it again, and I I really understand your feeling, Jan. Uh, no, but what I meant by a simple, simple, simple project is that something that you saw in the internet and you wanted to do it because it was like you, it was. Um, Something that you say, oh, I can do that. Yeah. I want to do that, and and so you gave it a try. Whereas a, a way more complicated project would be, oh, I can't do that because I don't have the leather, I don't have the skills, or I don't know just the yeah. will to spend so much time doing it. So that that's also my goal. That's the primary goal of my YouTube channel: sharing skills and trying to push people towards making stuff and new oh. stuff and leather or metal doesn't matter. So yeah, I'm I'm aware and and I I'm I'm gonna try and do that uh, as well. So yeah, it's been my week. A lot of tests, a uh, bit of thinking, maybe too much as well. What about you guys, Jan? What did you do? Um, Stitching. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I I sound like a broken record at that point. Um, the day over like work is keeping me busy, and the evenings I well, actually I started the week with Steph watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did like a movie night, which I haven't done in a long time because we can't, we started talking. It's like, damn, I haven't watched a movie in forever. So we looked at all the new movies that came out and decided on um, Indiana Jones and Raider of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a br- brand new movie. I, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So it was. What is it uh, about? It was, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you know this young and upcoming actor um, called Harrison Ford? <laughs> the carpenter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, was, it was so much fun, like, watching that movie. I mean, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, um, yeah. yeah. Them searching for the Holy Grail. It's one of the movies I actually watched the less, because, uh, or the least, because in, in Germany they've, they've kept repeating, like, the movies on TV when I was mm-hmm. younger. But mm-hmm. they, for some reason, only played one, like, every single time. And the other ones you had to, oh. was kind of like, a, you had to be lucky if they were showing them. Or yeah. maybe I was just never there when they were airing. But it was fun. Yeah. So so we watched that one. Um, That's cool. I felt like I was 14 again. Yeah. Really excited. And uh, the rest of the week, yes, I did a lot of stitching. Um, I finally got all the materials in. I ordered some leather because I'm trying to source out everything locally. Mm-hmm. So I used a paracord for it, which is, well, kind of local. It's uh, actually now I figured out from the Netherlands, not Germany, but doesn't matter, like the original one. Yeah, close enough. And, they, they talk uh, quite anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm still looking for a local leather supplier, which turns out harder than like 
to find them or to just to find one that is willing to sell small amounts is kind of difficult. And yeah, uh, but I found one in out of Berlin, which at least made a commercial out of or not um, is advertising of uh, sourcing locally the leather nice. or the, the nice. for yeah. So so I did that. And I just started working, started laser cutting, um, and I've been fighting with the leather a little bit, so I might have to do some changes to the design. I might have to work with water a little bit, pre-wet it, form it mm -hmm. before I start stitching it. But on the positive side, the belts are, or the, the, the straps are damn sturdy. Nice. So yeah, I've, I finished one, I started another one, and then I have like three with the, still the old leather that I made. So I'm right. going, going into a small production with them. Nice. And it's fun. And I'm getting better in each one. And I haven't yeah. pierced my hand with the needle yet. It will come. Which is also a good thing. Yeah, don't worry. That'll happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I have absolutely no doubt that that will happen. But as just, for just now, remember to stop pushing when it <laughs> breaks the skin and don't go all the way through. When it adds. When it starts, yeah. you, you stop pushing. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. Might bleed a little, but that's okay. That's part of the job. Oh yeah, and I, I took the ones uh, without the pointy tip, so it hurts like the double amount if I manage to yeah. actually pierce the skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good call or something. It's good. <laughs> I, 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 I have a slight idea now, Red, why you like to use the, the, like your red yarn and all of that. Yeah, <laughs> Where yeah, black yeah. And red. It hides, it hides the blood. <laughs> yeah, nobody sees it. <laughs> what about so you, that's, Raz? That's been my week. Raz, how about you? Yeah. Uh, I, I was away this weekend teaching a blacksmithing class. Yes, you did. A, 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 on the farm. Yeah. Nice. Which luckily was just about an hour away from Oslo, but I still had to take two trips to bring everything out there. So it was one trip with pet with gas and anvils and, uh, well, yeah, something like that. And then one trip with all the tools and gas ovens or gas forges and all of that. Man. So that was fun. Actually, really nice workshop to work out of yeah but uh, sort of because it it burned down like five years ago so they had oh, to nice. rebuild it from scratch oh damn and <laughs> i was they... hoping you were teaching a ruin no, farm. Sorry. it would like the atmosphere would have been stunning oh it would have been really cool uh, yeah but a roof and heating is kind of nice for norway yeah, during winter yeah especially now yeah but it was it was really nice five students and everybody sort of got through and made a knife was really happy about it Mm -hmm. And I sort of kept having to tell them, like, no, 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 blacksmiths never fail at making a knife. They just make a smaller and smaller knife. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just dial down your ambitions a bit and this will be perfect. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, it, it was really nice. Um, and also, I'm really glad I bought all of those small anvils because suddenly they are a lot easier to move about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I did realize that the one that was sold to me and he said, like, he said uh, that it might be 20 kilos. And I lifted it up and I was like, this is not 20 kilos. And I weighed it. And I was like, "Oh, this one is 50. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I paid twelve hundred. No, twelve hundred Nokis. I paid hundred twenty quid for it. That's good. Yeah, and it's it's my new favorite animal, especially for traveling. <laughs> I have that picture in my head of the old Viking standing there, just holding it with one hand. It's like, yeah, it should be around twenty kilos. <laughs> just hands it over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's some old dude, and he's like, I have just no fucking clue. Uh, which, which is common when I look at animals now on in, on the internet they, that nobody really ha like oh it's bloody it's a solid anvil I was like thank god it's not hollow yeah. <laughs> and, and other yeah. words like that and it's like oh yeah here's the length and here's the height of it I'm looking at it like let me go and measure like one of the five I have that look the same and I was like oh yeah so this one I have I know is 70 
and this one is short in that direction, that direction. So maybe that's like 50 and kilo anvil or something like this. I can start to guess that way, but like uh-huh. nobody fucking has a clue what they're selling when they sell an anvil. How do you, how do you weigh an anvil? When you have one, like the one yet that you just... I mean, I mean, you have a bathroom weight. That should go up to more than 100 kilos. That's the way you do it. So you weigh yourself and then you... No. Weigh without the anvil? Or you no, just at, put at the, the anvil workshop, on top? At the workshop, we actually have a pallet weight. Okay. So I can just put the anvil on there and it goes up to maybe a couple of tons. I haven't, I haven't tried to max it out. Okay. Uh, but if you are at home and then need to weigh an anvil, it's like, yeah, don't bother bringing the anvil into the house. Bring the fucking... Bottom yes, scale yeah. out to the handle. <laughs> yeah, that's my. And try not yeah. to drop it on top of it because then, then it will measure a lot of weight. Suddenly, my, yeah. uh, my imagination is way too good. Like standing there with an anvil in front, like in the bathroom, going like, yeah. "That could have been easier." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I, I, the blacksmith class went fine. That's that's the gist of it. And right. I'll be back in end of March, beginning of April, and teach them. Um, handle and leather sheath making as well nice okay which means i will have to try to forge some knives so i can bring them to that class so i can sell it but yeah we'll see how that goes maybe some leftover from the market if you have any i i don't really have knives left over that's at least not in like reasonable sizes the long ones i i make a few of knives kick around a while mm-hmm. and also always end up with a few that have like bad welds in it that i don't want to sell okay because there's a bad weld in it mm-hmm. um not structurally bad it's just like you can see it's welded yeah Mm -hmm. so there's that but today uh i have been forging a lot more stems and preparing shit for the market and that's good yeah so i got started on 60 stems for the roses today yeah and i'm going to finish all of those tomorrow and uh other shit like meeting with customers that want to look at the grinders and then they're running off and paying me from home and then coming back to pick it up and fun things like that. That's good. Are you starting to get anxious about the market or not yet? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Mostly to the fact of, oh, right, I was hoping to have like a lot more done at this point, of course. But also, I need to actually sit down and design the booth I want to have and start yeah. planning out how can I reasonably build something like this. Mm-hmm. So I need, I need to bother a couple of my carpenter friends about that eventually. I need yeah. to have some drawings first. If I'm lucky, I'll think far enough ahead tonight that I can actually hand some drawings to them before the episode comes out. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this design? Yeah, you can't do it like that. Well, too bad. I already ordered the yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. No, it shouldn't be too, too complicated. Oh, I'm, yeah. There's also that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things to think about, but I mean, in theory, it shouldn't be more difficult than... I, basically a box with a shelf in it. Yeah, it depend, depends on how you want the booth to look like. I mean, wood is obviously the way to go, I think. But you can yeah. also put some fabric to give it a little bit of um, this je ne sais quoi of, like, charm. charm. No, no, there's no charm in French. You're going uh, to see Rask yeah. coming with, like, a dragon <laughs> boat into the, 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 the stall. Yeah, I'm... I would go full medieval, to be honest. That, yeah. but, but, but it. I mean, it's up to you. That's your money that you're investing, and you know the market how it yeah. goes. I want something that's proper rustic looking, and maybe, maybe not super rough, but definitely in style of something that is rough forged, handmade kind of. Yeah, I would. I would go and watch a bunch of movies about 
knights and or that kind of movie, you know, like uh, a knight's tale, King Arthur or whatever. Heath Ledger. That's a that's one. yeah, that's that's a very good one. And yeah, see, well, it, it, I mean, it's, a, it's the, probably no a market scene. No, no movie are historically accurate though. Or, no, no, or but do... you don't care. That's that's the, it, it, you don't have to be historically accurate yeah, yeah. to please people and to charm them. They when they go to a market, Ooh, they don't that want makes to things be... a lot easier for me. I don't have to be historically accurate to charm people. No, you don't. <laughs> Ooh, why <laughs> you didn't just... you tell me this sooner? <laughs> <laughs> you just have to if if they like the way the booth looks like, the appeal is already done, so they will yeah. get closer to you to just see what you're making what you are selling I, I already know what's gonna happen is uh, at the end i wanted to say video games to like take them as a reference yeah because yeah. that's the right amount of fantasy but i know you you're gonna get like kingdom come deliverance or something like that and just play that till actually one day before of the market not forging anything <laughs> just spending hundreds of hours again in a video game and this is why i don't i don't take inspiration for video games because then i, I don't quit taking inspiration <laughs> well uh, you could look at screenshots but yeah but that, that's not the same if you want to no, do it you do it proper yeah do, uh, do research yeah. correctly just and play just, yeah. Yeah, not 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 to get you into something or send you down a rabbit hole, but you know, Kingdom Come Deliverance starts as you being the son of a blacksmith. Oh fucking hell! So basically, how, how the starting zone is, is, is the city. Is it on Steam? <laughs> yes, of course it's on Steam. Fuck. Fine, I'll play it. You've convinced me. <laughs> uh, but no, sort of to, to to just amend um, what I'm thinking when it comes to booth. Sort of, if I can paint the word picture, it's. Basically, some I really liked sort of what the Forge was had brought with them to um, Maker Central the last mm-hmm. couple of times. Yeah. Basically, it's segmented boxes with a shelf in it that you can put next to each other, maybe take a cloth on top. Yeah. And and that's kind of it. It's easy, it's modular. You could stick them out in all kinds of configurations. It's probably just going to be a bitch to store after yeah, the maybe. fact. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. unless I think far enough ahead and make it so that it's both solid and possible to break down and disassemble. Yeah, but I also not sure I actually want that. But then again, maybe I should because then it's a lot easier to transport to the market as well. So that's one of the things I need to like talk to Stian about specifically. I mean, it, it's one of the things where I just need to decide on a style. And then need to figure out the best way of going about getting close enough to that ideal. Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, uh, I could also just make myself a couple of metal tables and bring that, nah. and it would be kind of cool, but different. Metal table, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be super heavy. Yeah. I mean, if you bring big I'm, I'm just planks of wood, it, worst it case would scenario, be I can always yeah, yeah. weld something together. No, sure, yeah, you can, but wood is way easier to work with. You just have to uh, to bring an impact driver with you, and and you can mount it yeah, and yeah. dismount it very yeah. easily. So, especially if I go for like proper inserts and all of that, like I, yeah. I, can, I can I can do it. I know I can do it in a solid well, so solid way. But yeah, no, um, it's just one of the things I need to spend a lot more time. Yeah. deciding on and looking at inspiration and going like okay i want this i want more of this and less of that and then actually talk to someone who knows a bit more and figure out like okay maybe this thing is the medium between them that's easy to make or easy enough to make it's yeah. sturdy and it's practical both to bring with me and put together and store and like it's it's a whole it's a whole thing of criteria that i want it to fit um mm-hmm. uh, there's that. But yeah, anyway, I, I had a topic. 
Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about how do you know when to quit? Oh, damn. And uh, honestly, I think this one might be better to start off with Jan. Because yeah. you have just jumped into the whole production thing and selling thing. Yes, but I'm actually... Oh, what well, actually? I'm 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 as good and knowing when to quit like I am with my financial advices. <laughs> it's it's not exact. I usually go ahead and then after two hours, I should have probably stopped hours ago doing that. Like mm. this is not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, that's a definite the conversation. First off, though, I just wanted to ask: Do you have like a have you sort of decided on a point of saying like, oh, this endeavor? of making these leather straps for the cameras, it has failed. Um, that will probably have, because I'm so much into planning stuff like that, and I kind of enjoy the whole aspect, like every single mm. one of them. Uh, I will only find out if it's the end of this year, the shop has been open for, I don't know, like half a year, three quarter of a year, and I still haven't sold a single strap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be a big failure of having made lots and never sold any which which i'm pretty sure won't happen first of all there's a market for it second of all um before that happens or if that happens i'm just gonna put them on ebay and see what they go for mm -hmm. i'm absolutely certain you will sell yeah. i guess it's just more of a conversation of figuring out how much you thought about it and potentially do you have set something concrete down like uh for uh, I don't know how much Red did this with his wife when he went full time as a maker, mm -hmm. but did you set a time limit of saying going saying like oh I'll give this a year we have savings enough you are, my, your wife is making enough that we can keep going comfortably for a year, and then we can reevaluate and decide if that's not going to happen or not. Yeah, I thought. I mean, about... I, mean, I mean, first, first off, like. This is still your side gig, and you have not said anything about even considering stopping working full time for the company you do. Exactly, and that's that's just the main thing about it for me. It's um, something I really enjoy doing at the moment, and I will continue doing that, and I will try to sell, make some money of it, basically earn some money from my hobby for once instead of just picking a hobby where I just spend money all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if that works out, that is fine. If it ever gets to the point where I sell so much, then I would have to reevaluate uh, re it because I'm are, not. Are you turning into red? What's happening? Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I, words. <laughs> words. Words today is just really difficult. Um, reevaluate. That was the word I was yeah. looking for. And um, I, I just have to wait till it comes to that point or if it comes yeah, to yeah. that point. Um, one point for me to know when to quit would be if the time I'm spending for it would, um, if I would not make enough money of it and it would uh, kind of block me from doing my actual work, also taking up too much of my free time. So if I have to go, like, if I know that I have to do it every night for three to four hours and I wouldn't even get money out of it, that's where I put the, the line. Because in that case, it wouldn't be fun anymore to do yeah, it. Uh, yeah. And like that's that's a very important thing to to just we all know what you do should at least not be suffering when you make, when you make a living out of it and especially when you make it just for fun and as a hobby and you just want to see if it's possible the criteria definitely should be this should be fun I should be enjoying doing this because I'm spending my fairly valuable free time doing it yeah 
and talking about um, that being the same level that knowing when to quit, like my financial advice, I probably would realize that when somewhere at midnight, when I poke myself the third time with the needle, and <laughs> Steph is probably yelling at me to finally go to bed. That's the fun yeah. part of the job. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really bad. I'm really bad at it. Like the other day, I was just like, oh, let me just finish that one strap. That's why my fingers are hurting at the moment. This is why the strap is still not completely complete because I was half falling asleep while doing so. I was looking at the watch and it was probably like 12.30 in the morning. Like yeah, ha- ha- moving fast towards 1 a.m. And I'm like, yeah, I have to get up in five hours and go to work. This is not good. <laughs> but it was fun. Like this is something I, because I had fun, I forgot the time, which is nice. Yeah. But the, I, that's what I said. I should have quit hours earlier to get a final night's sleep to maybe wake up in the morning and take a look at the actual problem that I had with the strap instead of just doing it three times over and over again with the same result because I was too tired to (laughs) the next morning I got up and I looked at it and I was like oh that's what I did wrong yeah (laughs) that's when you also like the learning effect that you have right afterwards yeah I, I, I would say that's one of those small good quitting moments of realizing I'm struggling so much, it is getting too late, I'm just bound to make more and more mistakes. Yep. And because you're already tired, because you've already been working on the same piece so long, you're sort of staring yourself blind on it. Whereas coming back the next morning is like, oh yeah, of course, that's the fucked up bit. That's exactly what happened this week to me when I was yeah. doing some tests. Like I was, I was designing stuff late in the evening and I was trying to prep, sorry, I was trying to prep the file for the laser engraver that I would use the next morning. And there was something I, I was not able to do. I couldn't do. I didn't manage to do it properly, partly because I don't know the, the software in well enough, probably, yeah. or just because I was tired. So I, I just stopped working on that thing, went to bed. And the next morning when I was having my morning tea, I was like, that's how I need to do it. And mm-hmm. I tried it and it went super smoothly and managed to do it like in five minutes so instead of of being super stubborn like i i usually am um trying to take a step back is something that i I, i'm doing now compared to last year for example i would have worked till it was done like it and and probably till 2 a.m 3 a.m and maybe I would not have been able to do it at all. Like this failure or this lack of skills or knowledge I would, would have been like on loop uh, all night long. Now, just knowing that I can get back at it the next morning, the next day, because I'm not in a hurry, because that's something I'm, I'm just prepping. Uh, there is no delivery for a client. There is no delivery for anything. And that's also something I'm, I'm trying to stop to to do, like imposing myself like deadlines uh, for absolutely no reasons. Um, it helps me a lot. So just taking a step back and say, okay, I'm, I'm stopping for tonight. Um, let's see how it goes tomorrow. Let's think about it a little bit. And, and it usually helps. So I, I don't necessarily call that quitting. Uh, I think I have a problem with that word because yeah, for I, me, I, in my like, mind, quitting no, is a pa- bit more final. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly, pa- exactly. Pausing. 
yeah, pausing is, is 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 good. Stopping for the day, stopping for the night, for the week, for the months. That that's okay. For me, quitting, I have real problem with that. That like one of my uh, motto is akiramenai. It's in Japanese. You don't quit. You you mm. do whatever you have to do. You don't quit. Uh, that's how I've been raised uh, by my grandfather mainly. And, and my, that's why they have an own word for dying of exhaustion on your working place. Exactly. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they do that, that, do that yeah. as well. In Japan, that's, it's, you, you don't do that. You don't quit even though you know you should. Uh, or other people tell you that you really should. Oh, no, that's a, the issue, though, that most people don't tell you there because everybody lives that way. But I can say Depends. from... Depends. Depends. I can say from an example, and I don't think it's a secret, and hopefully we won't get in trouble for it, that at our work, like uh, from the Japanese side of the company, mm -hmm. the company owner went down and told the people that we sh they should act more like Europe. Uh, they cut down on mandatory working hours, and they're forbidding, mm -hmm. they're sending people home after a certain amount of hours. So mm -hmm. they don't overwork themselves in yeah. order to be more productive. And their studies are showing in the company that people are getting immensely more uh, productive yeah. while keeping the hours. This is what I can always tell you, Red, to, to keep a normal working day. Yeah. I mean, we the dream of everyone is is to escape a nine to five job, mm -hmm. basically to not do that and do what is yeah. fun. And the best and way is to be self employed and work twelve hours a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, ex exactly. <laughs> There's there is a reason for it that companies have those eight hours, nine hours working days. That's, they they didn't come up with that and say it's like well let's just roll some dice and see how long we're gonna let the people work. This comes from experience from people like how long are people productive? How long can people work? This is why there are mandatory breaks for like breakfast, lunch, and like maybe in the afternoon or like the coffee I breaks. I wouldn't super agree with that. I mean back in the days and 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 like a century ago, uh, people would work to exhaustion because there was no rule, there was no regulation, and all the bosses wanted people to work till they die because yes, production they... was like and then we had strikes and we have social movements and when you have syndicates and and because of that we reduced the amount of work every week every day we had uh, mandatory breaks and lunch and sundays and saturdays and stuff like that i mean it's been a struggle to get that from this like industrial revolution Time. Yeah, I would agree from like the 1800s, but then in like the, the 20, uh, around the 2000s or like before that, like let's put it like 1990 to 1980, mm -hmm. suddenly suddenly some people had their absolutely ingenious ideas of like, hmm, maybe there we can take some people that actually know so about psychology and let them do some studies. And that's yeah. where they're like, how can we optimize it? Like, what can we do to get the best result? They're yeah, in being, the modern world... In the modern one, I agree with you because there is a lot of studies done about that in order to optimize the way people work and increase their uh, productivity. The problem is that companies are not willing to implement that in the way they have their employees work. Like, let's take an example, like the one that I know the best. Um, teaching in every major country, teaching is set by the hour. You have one hour of French, one hour of mathematics, one hour of history, one hour of whatever. It's known that after five, 45 minutes of your concentration, your focus ability drops like dramatically. Mm. It, mm. It's uh, for the 10, 10 first, five, 10 first like minutes, 
Yeah, I I taking the uh, relay of you last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the first first five or ten minutes, it's it's increasing, like because you are leaving behind your life and the whatever is outside of the classroom. It increases very rapidly when you are interested in the in the topic that you are trying to learn. After five, 45 minutes, you're done. Your brain can't do anything more. So you have to take a break. You have to do something for at least 10 minutes in order to regain this ability of focus on something. Yep. The problem is that every no, everybody knows that, but we still set up classes for one hour or at or two hours sometimes, like in college in France. Really? We yeah, without do any in Germany. Only break. And that, that's a good thing. In, and I know that because in Germany, I also know that you end up... Um, the school hour is 45 minutes. 45 minutes, yeah. because you yeah. need that. You need that break. And you don't go that far in the afternoon, right? Yeah, after like 3 p.m. or 4 p.m., you're oh, done no, for the day. Oh, no, they have afternoon lessons. Oh, we had them. Oh, I don't damn. know if it's still a thing, but we 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 had them. But usually, okay. usually they try to do like art or sports. Yeah, for so us. That, that's something that doesn't um, uh, require to focus that much. I mean, I'm not saying that art doesn't need you to focus, but it's a different way of having you uh, or creativity. Your like I think brain it, 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 work. it pushes another. Yeah, yeah it's another button. It's another brain. skill. It's something different in your brain. So I I fully agree with that. When you see that people. Uh, now send their kid to school at eight in the morning and they uh, go out at seven, uh, no, sorry, five in the afternoon with like seven, eight, nine hours of mm. classes with a 30 minute break in the middle. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. It's insane. It doesn't work like that. You can't teach people efficiently doing that. So I, I fully agree with you. Companies are now trained to implement that. And the problem is that um, some... Uh, startup like we've seen in the early 2000s mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to implement that and work in a different way so open space and you do whatever you want and you work whenever you want when you are reaching your goals and, and meeting the productivity level that has been set for you you can do the fuck you want that, that's okay but it doesn't work all the time because every, everybody doesn't work that way so if you need to focus for three hours on a very specific project and you need to be fully focused and you can't have people playing fucking ping pong next to you or just driving a Segway in the open space because that's not how you can do it efficiently. So they are trying to reverse that in many, many companies now because they, they see that open space doesn't work. Open space is, is mainly done to... And in Japan, it's, it's the case. Every company has an open space because the boss can actually watch over all the employees. Mm -hmm. So nobody is able to be on the computer playing on the internet, watching videos or just napping because they are supposed <laughs> to work, right? Wait, wait, hold on. I, I know napping in class in Japan. Oh, not, not only in class. Maybe, maybe not a problem. Yeah, but do people often end up having naps in like... A open office space absolutely because it's considered like uh, oh damn he's tired because he he's working so hard oh, so yeah, yeah, let it true. let him nap for an hour and then he, he will be more efficient and he will get back to work uh, japan is weird japan is weird oh, and, yeah. and oh yeah and <laughs> and it's considered like a very good thing that you spend most of your life at work doesn't mean that you are productive though and um i mean france is is a very 
for once, good example for that. We have one of the lowest um, uh, uh, number of uh, working hour, I believe, in Europe. Like we have, like the, the, the law sets it at 35 hours a week, but you can oh, do overtime okay. and to get uh, paid more. But the law is like 35 uh, yeah. hours a week. But and we also have one of the highest uh, productivity in Europe because the way French people tend to work uh, is more efficient and more productive. So there, there is a there is a way to use your time efficiently uh, to have more productivity compared to just being stubborn and and do all the hours without any focus, any motivation, uh, without getting exhausted at the end of the day because you are pushing your limits too hard. So my problem is quitting is not a, a, pro a proper ter term for what I tend to do now. It's like pausing, as you said, Jan, or stopping for a period of time that can be one day or one month. Um, I'm stupid enough to <laughs> not quitting on a project that I really want to do. But when I'm failing at it because I'm I, I, I've missed a step because I'm not it's not been thought through properly or I'm having a difficulty that I didn't anticipate it. I prefer pushing that over pressure. a pot with colors. It's just the stupid stuff that happens when you get tired. Like really yeah. it, the the small mistakes that can ruin something you already put an stupendous amount of hours in. Exactly. So you can pause. And I paused for a project for one year and not only one project, but, but two or three, like properly paused for one year because I didn't want to go back at it because I was so frustrated of, of me failing on that project. But I went, when I went back at it, I was energized again. I was mot motivated again. I was focused again on that specific project. And I had taken the time to think about it properly mm -hmm. so I didn't fail the second time. So it's not quitting on a project. It can just be pausing for a moment. Yeah, for me, like uh, for one year, I think it would go more towards procrastination than pausing. <laughs> but P is fine. <laughs> but again, I say, I, I say that I'm stupid enough to not quit on a project. I'm too stubborn. I, I want to get that shit done. I refuse to fail and quit on a project, which is a, an issue for me because it would be so much easier to just, oh, fuck it, it doesn't work. So... Just let yeah. it go. I'm, I'm I'm done with that project. I can't. I I don't do that. I can't. My brain is not yeah. wired that way. And I com I completely understand that feeling because I quit projects before, or I just like okay, I'm done with it, like completely. Mm -hmm. And it keeps nagging. Mm. Yeah, comes to back the point at you as hey. I restarted the project. Like we used you th already thrown that stuff away just to mm -hmm. buy stuff again a year later to do it again. Yeah, it happens. And I don't have a solution. Like, I'm not like, well, because this time I'm going to do that. It's just because it bothers me so much that I get to the <laughs> same point and then I'm stuck again at the same point. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds more like stupidity and not being able to let go. I'm smart. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for, for my case, it's, I, I would argue that maybe blacksmithing is, generally speaking, a bit more dangerous than that working. 
Maybe not ah, more so than, ah. than woodworking. If you you're haven't working. booked your finger at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't no, know I have it. Not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but it's, I, I've also learned that, like, and I need to keep telling myself that, yeah, I can work every single day for a really long time mm-hmm. if I'm able to limit the amount of hours I work every single day, at least physically doing the same thing in the forge. Yeah. Because... Um, yeah, I'm 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 fairly young compared to you guys, but still, my body needs oh, rest. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, right. But I still need rest in between the sessions. Yeah. And if I start cutting down the amount of hours I sleep or amount of time I'm actually able just to sit and relax, mm-hmm. that makes me more and more tired the next day and the day after yeah. that. Yeah. So, if I want to stay productive, I need to actually consciously limit how much I work every single day. Mm-hmm. at least doing the same thing I still work a hell of a lot but I also do very consciously jump between very different tasks Yeah. so if I'm tired of working on emails but I still have an office day I might just decide to sit and sketch or work on different ideas things that I don't need to do now and it's a nice way to relax because I can kick up my feet I can watch YouTube at the side and things like that but it's still net productive so to speak for the company that see that's that's the way my dad works when he's tinkering at home he's um doing something and after 30 minutes he stops it and go work on something else yeah and a few years back i was like i, I don't understand why he's doing that i i when i work on a project i i stop when when i'm done with it and then i jump into the next one and so on and so on uh but now and and i realized that when you were just talking right now it's enables him to stay focused and not getting bored or not getting too tired when specific, when working on a specific task. Mm-hmm. So he is 75 now. So when he's cutting the grass in, in his house. Um, inside? Outside. Okay. He, he doesn't grow grass inside. Uh, not that that I would be of. a weird buffet. But okay. Exactly. Um, so he cuts that task into smaller sessions. Mm. So he can, it doesn't break his back or it doesn't get tired or, or make a mistake by using the machine that he's using. So he can be doing something for 20, 20 minutes, cutting the grass for 30, then going back into the garage and sorting screws or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was not understanding the way he was doing, why he was doing that uh, a few years back. Now I get it because everything gets done. It takes time. But everything gets done in the end. So at the end of the week, uh, everything that he had on his list is done. And and I think it's the smart way of doing it when you are doing something very repetitive or something very boring or something very um, hard yes. on your body, tedious, hard on your body, on your back, on your back, especially mm. when you are his age, and you don't have to deliver to anyone. You don't have a client. You don't have a deadline. So if it's only for you, just just breaking down into smaller sessions, shorter sessions, uh, will enable you to keep your energy, your motivation, your focus, I think. And it's not quitting either. I mean, it, may, yeah. it, may, it made, used to make me mad to see him work like that. And, and my mom too, because, ah, he's not finished with that. Yeah, yeah but le- at the end of the week, he leaving is. Leaving the tools everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. too. I mean, yeah. but I mean, there's a big difference though between getting distracted and wandering off from a job yeah. and consciously having a break yeah, yeah, and saying yeah. like, I've done this section now, I will rest, the tool will rest, all of that, 
mm-hmm. and then come back to it. But I would also like to point out it's a big difference also, be- like, um, or differently. It's really important to actually, when you first enter that flow state, flow state of production, mm-hmm. to not interrupt it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you you should be self-aware enough in the flow state that you remember to, to eat and drink and maybe take a five-minute break before you go back to it, Yeah. which I know I can be bad at because, I mean, I, I can keep a couple of pieces hot in the gas forge at the same time, so it's really easy to just keep at it and keep at it and just rotate them in and out mm-hmm. and, and work. But at the same time, like, I, yeah, I can do that for a while, but then suddenly I realize that, oh, fuck, I'm all the way worn out. Mm-hmm. Now I can't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. But how long does it take usually for you to just realize that? Uh, probably an hour after I should have. Is, is it going to the point that the next day you are unable to work properly, or is just like no, the recovery? Is, yeah, okay. So you spend a bad evening because you are too late and too tired or whatever. But the next day you can go back at work like the previous day, right? Yeah, more often than not. Yeah, or I I don't. Well, also like that's the size of the projects I do. Mm-hmm. None of them single-handedly tends to be so big that I, I delve into them and absolutely wear myself out completing a single step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if I were to try to forge anvils by hand, mm-hmm. then, or even with a power hammer, I guess, but, but doing it, like, manhandling it, yeah. the physical exertion of just handling the material is going to be a limiting factor how long I can do it. Not yeah. to mention that it takes so fucking long to heat up that big chunk of steel that... I should plan out when to take breaks and power through up until that point so that mm-hmm. it makes sense in the production so that it can still be done efficiently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really arbitrary example, but I think it's the best one I have at the moment. No, it makes sense. Or uh, maybe more realistically, because I don't plan to forge miniature anvils, although when I say that now, I actually want to do that. <laughs> Different conversation. Uh, but making Damascus. Yeah. That's something I really, really want to do mm-hmm. really soon. And that means handling... Yeah, maybe a couple of kilo billets of steel that needs to be kept at temperature and worked quickly and efficiently. Yeah. Granted, I'll be doing that on the power hammer, so yeah. I won't have to do all of the heavy lifting. Oh, well, heavy lifting, not heavy swinging. Yeah, plus nobody asks you to to make. Uh, if it's Damascus, I believe it's it will be blades. Uh, nobody asks you to to make twenty blades in a day. I mean, you can yeah. make one billet and, and work on something else the next day and, and get back at it and so on. Yeah, and that's also one of the things of me saying, being more clear to communicating to clients, to saying like, I only have time to start on this in X number of months ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless they come to me and say, this is we need this yesterday, then I can grin all the way to the bank and say, yes, good, but then you'll pay extra. Yeah, but even, even though, even though, yeah. if I may yeah, interrupt uh, for a second... Because uh, what what you said made me think of Caro, who was working on impressive project all the time, like yeah. and, and more often than not, it's like giant, enormous sculptures and to stupid deadlines. Yeah, with stupid deadlines. So even though they pay the money, it doesn't doesn't do anything for the way she works. And and I see her. Uh, in the workshop very early in the morning and often uh, getting back home uh, very late and she's working each and every time she fulfills the, the expectation of the client and she hits the deadline. 
but I, I don't know how she works and I, I would love to have her insight about that because yeah. Um, yeah. she she is uh, she's a machine she's working really really hard and I really admire that because I, I'm not able to do it anymore that long or I could do it one day two days and after that I would have to take a day off because obviously I would be tired and my back would tell me to fuck off and so and, and so that's on. kind of that kind of why I always have my Mondays off like yeah. consciously because I know not only that I have so much to do that I can spend all my time working anyway mm-hmm. but also I work so many weekends just doing markets and teaching classes that yeah. if I don't schedule in a sort of break day in the middle of the week I will never have one yeah or I will often end up having three weeks in a row without a proper day off so the the Timing is important. Like, how do you time your work? When do you rest? Doesn't mean that it's it's quitting or or anything close to that. No, I I guess my thought on quitting from the get go, which I, I perfectly find that we wandered off from that. It was more just in the sense of uh, setting a deadline or an end goal of where to sh- sort of check with yourself how you're doing. Uh, on on the business side of things, yeah. or on well, the in, in project, general. or in general, in general, like if 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 you are doing a sport and you realize that it's not fun anymore, then I mean, then then you should quit that. Yeah, yeah, you might be losing out on the social bits, but then you have spare time to do something, uh, other, some other thing that you might find more interesting. Also, there's a whole mm. big thing of which I think my dad told me early on when I started karate. Which is the whole thing of you never quit on a good day. You never quit on a bad day. You always quit on a good day. Yeah, that's Because smart. if you quit on a bad day, it's an emotional decision done at the moment. Yeah. If you quit on a good day, you are deciding a lot more consciously to say like, this is as good as it's going to get for me. And I don't feel like that's enough. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a way different conversation. Also, it's, it's, Absolutely. it takes a while longer to reach that point, especially if you have a lot of bad days in a row. But okay, yeah, fine. Maybe that's it then. But yeah, no, it, it's just one of the things that popped up in my head uh, a week ago. I was trying to translate that for me because when it actually come to quitting, like quitting my job, for example, I did that in the past. And um, one of the issues I had was that I was in jobs way too long or working way too long for companies being miserable. And because it was a slow progress, that pushed it further and further. So I had nobody, there was not, nobody externally told me you have to quit. So this makes it extremely difficult. So to counteract that, I started working for the companies after that. I, when I got hired, I wrote myself a checklist for certain, uh, for certain things to happen where I said, and that's too much. And that's where I'm going to look for another job. And I did that for my last job. And I, I, was not happy at the time i was looking at the list i was going mm-hmm. through the list like a couple of times and i'm like damn and that that was stuff that happened already probably a half a year before yeah. i even took the list in my hand and rechecked it was and that I, this kind of a not not just like a, like a three strikes and you're out kind of system but more like oh yeah like this happened at work this happened this happened no, it's yeah, it's basically. Um, I think it consists about like fifteen things that happens. How many weekends have you? Were you asked by the company to work through? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. How okay. many weeks at at like when I started there? They, for example, one company they told me that I'm never going to be gone for long periods. So I made one of the lists. How long are you gonna or how often are you gone longer than two weeks? Mm. And I looked at them and it was like six weeks, five weeks at a time, and just stuff like that. How many? T- how much time do you spend in traffic each day? I swore myself to never do long drives, commute drives. And because of traffic and the change of rules, and they, they closed the road off for hours. So that one was up. So it was just small, but it was nothing particular about the company. Like some of the stuff was something that was heavily influenced by the company. And then there were other things that were influenced or were influencing my decision for it. So it wasn't that it was. That's a really smart one. I like that. It, it, it wasn't that the company was a bad company. It was just too many things that I said my focus on that i wanted um not to happen that Be happened careful using that word so late in the episode yeah yeah exactly. I, I get i get jumping <laughs> <laughs> no 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 worries um you wouldn't compromise about stuff which is absolutely normal and that's what you and that's what you said about quitting yes but it was such a sneaking process that i didn't even recognize it until i was already half a year in and i was with the list yeah. like going over the checklist and then mm. finally figuring out it's like oh this is why i'm waking up every morning with a stomach ache because i um like i like the products i like most of my co-workers but there's just cer- certain stuff i don't want to do anymore and this is um the the, the direction it's going it's mm-hmm. not something that's going to make me happy yeah. over time. And then um, what you said about quitting on a good day, um, I got in contact with headhunters that were contacting me at the time, and I got a new job, and then I quit on a really good note because I already had a new job lined up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I, mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't quit out of frustration or rage without a new job, I was, mm-hmm. but I was orienting towards a new job, and then I quit. Which is a good thing. Yes. Do people still do that? Like uh, rage quit their job? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck it, oh, oh, I've really? seen it happen. Oh, yeah. Without, without having a, a, a plan B or yeah. the next I job. tried doing yeah. it last week. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, but your boss is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine is as well. So don't worry. I know the feeling. At least we're in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, even if you quit, like in most of the cases, you still have to work for half a year because of the working contract. It's yeah. not that you quit, you walk out, and you're out of the job. Depends. I I believe in a, in, in the states you can do that. In the states, yes, just, but not yeah, not in Europe. Like you have a working no, contract no, that we, has to be yeah, fulfilled yeah, yeah. from both sides. Yeah, yeah. But it depends on how you quit. Some sometimes, it, like in France, you have. A, oh, I mean, if I pull down my pants and take a shit on my boss's desk, <laughs> I I'm pretty much out at that point. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> not on other circumstances. I mean, there's there's reasons where you can say it's like really like this is going my. This is hurting my health. I don't mm-hmm. want to work here anymore. I want to quit. I want to quit immediately. Then you can have like a special contract that allows you to leave immediately. Mm-hmm. But um, I've, I've never seen that. I basically just seen people just completely lose it, yelling yeah. at people and therefore didn't even have the chance to quit because they got fired. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then also the just people that said, like, yeah, I, I'm done. Like, I don't have something new lined up, but I'm not going to take that anymore. And the, the fun thing is a lot of the people that quit, they were completely changed afterwards because they knew they quit. They flipped it in their head and their attitude completely changed from one day to another. And most of the problems they had weren't even there. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of problems that sort of only exist in your mind. Like They might exist in the real world, but it becomes so much bigger in your mind after a while that they take control. Be- because when it happens continuously... 
yeah. over and over again, it becomes a bigger issue. It's a small issue that grows into a bigger one. And once you know that you only have to deal with that shit for another like two to three months and then you're gone, suddenly it doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's, that's sort of why having a deadline often works because, especially for me now with the market, I'm working a lot and I'm thinking about it a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm not stressed out about it. Not, not too much anyway. Because I know that, no, I just need to keep doing this until this date. Then there's the market itself. Then I have nothing planned that is going to be stressful. Yeah. And that's a big thing. But honestly, Jan, I really, really like the idea of writing that sort of checklist of maybe annoyances. Is better mm -hmm. word than deal breakers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe even for relationships. I, I, I think we all had friends who've been in bad relationships but didn't want to get out. Because they felt like they invested so much and their other partner promised that things would be better. Mm -hmm. I think we all know people like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But just handing them sort of a list of saying like, okay, tell me the things that annoy you that they do. And as they happen, just check one off and sum it up at the end of the week or the end of the month. Or for that matter, at the end of whatever trial period you had just given them. It's even more difficult when it happens to you and you are not able to recognize or just to see what's, from, what's from, happening. From, from, from the outside, it's always easier to recognize. And I always had yeah. good friends. And that was one of the things. It's like, it doesn't help you if you're making a list, if you never look at it and if you forget about it. Mm. And yeah. or yeah, you're, by the time you look, by the time you decide for yourself to check it, it's already too late. Like if you're mm. unhappy to see if you want to actually have to quit or you want to quit. So this is something, if you do a list like that, I recommend doing like the, the yearly talk or half yearly, just yeah. pulling, put a reminder on your phone's calendar and just pull it out every year, take a look at it. And for, for, my, for my case, like there's a lot of stuff and you guys know that I was talking about that I thought about quitting, but I had that list. And there was just certain stuff. It wasn't even on that list. It was a completely new problem, which is also nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was basically nothing on that list. And it also helped me to set my mind straight because there's a lot of positive things about my job. Uh, being co-workers, being um, the, the kind of work I'm doing, uh, the freedom I have, mm. that you, you start forgetting so damn fast. When, because if you have the freedom, you see it, for, for you, it's given after a certain amount of time. You don't think about it anymore. It's just something that's there. So it really helps to sometimes roll back a little bit, look at the stuff and see, oh, wow, like, oh, I don't even want to quit anymore. I'm actually really happy that I have this job. Just putting things in perspective. Yeah. And the perspective I mean, it, is something we can focus on? Yeah, it kind of goes both ways. No, I'm just going to continue with that and completely ignore you. <laughs> today oh, you I mean like we tend to do. T today I want to ramble. No, yeah. <laughs> no I'm, by all means, round, round off, by all means. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's good to have lists. It's also good to sometimes ignore them. Yes. But it's good if they're there. It's, it's a nice framework to have. It is. Something, that, something, focus. True. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I can start. Uh, I, I stumble upon... Maybe my a new favorite channel, not the new favorite channel on YouTube, but one one that's really high up there now for me, mm -hmm. and it's called Climate Town. Okay, and it's slightly intense and slightly aggressive YouTuber who talks about climate issues. Okay, especially one and one of the the first one I saw that was it was, was absolutely hilarious because he was using uh, a weekend at Bernie's as the stick and the gimmick for talking about 
uh, fossil fuel. Okay. And he keeps on putting gags and jokes in between really, really well-formulated and pungent arguments and points. And he he has, I think it's a master's in climate science and politics mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I don't recall the specific thing of it. But he has a really good education in it. And he keeps pointing to sources, which I love. I mean, mm-hmm. just having strong opinions thrown out there is entertaining, but when it's well-formulated and it's well-based on facts, yeah. that kind yeah, of tickles my fancy. Up. And he is hilarious. He, he's, most of the recent videos he got is like 20 minutes long, but they feel short because you are so engaged on what he's saying. And he keeps tossing in silly things, like pointing out how he's dressed, like, like he is imitating Weekend at Bernie's in one video. Another one, he's for some reason he imitates a lobster fisherman. Why not? And it's just he, he he points it out as a gag, and other times like he keeps doing his monologue, and then he gets interrupted by people, and he just keeps going in the same aggressive voice, and he in in weaves them into the conversation and what he's talking about, and yeah, I mean he got the, the one cut got interrupted by geese. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Climate Town. Uh, if you like yeah, a bit yeah. of climate science and you want a new perspective on a lot of things, I think he's a really good guy. I think I found it. It's like there's the second search on, if you put like climate in, it says yeah. climate change is the, se- uh, the first and climate town is the second one. Yeah, uh, and I, I like a lot of how he talks about certain issues. Like how, one of them is like how the US nearly solved the climate crisis, but Reagan said, nah, let's not do that. I like oil money. Hmm. And sure. a few other things like that. Like the problem with gas stoves and the marketing around gas stoves and gas stove influencers suddenly being a thing, which I haven't heard about, but that's suddenly something. And yeah. Uh, long story short, Climate Town. Give it a, give it a look-see. Nice. Red? Yeah, I'm going to go with... Um... You found something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found something, and that that's probably something, so, someone I already mentioned uh, on previous episodes. Uh, but he's a leather worker. I believe he's from Canada. I'm not sure. Probably Canada or the US. Yeah. Uh, and he's been a very um, he's a source of inspiration for me. I really like everything that he does. And the name of his Instagram is. Swift Hammer Leather. I will put uh, will put a link in the description, obviously. But I really, really like what everything that he does. It might be bracelets or uh, wallets or whatever. Uh, he has a very unique style, I think, and that's something that I really enjoy. Um, so yeah, Swift, I do actually follow him already. Yeah, good Swift Hammer Leather. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, it's it's good leather work. I I like everything he does so yeah go follow him uh on all the socials if you can nice well i already do but uh i will keep on yeah you can unsubscribe and resubscribe if you could just like to just to fuck with the algorithm <laughs> exactly <laughs> Jan? and uh the, the just a small fun one it's for the photographers that are listening or not listening <laughs> the uh it's called the attic dark room and it's hilarious because the guy's funny. You only see his hands and he does st- funny stuff with film that you're not supposed to do. Like for photographers, Instagram? like pushing something. Uh, it's YouTube, the Attic Dog Room. And he's just doing stuff like cross-processing, pushing film to absolutely absurdity or pulling it down, but in a really funny way. So he just 
something comes in mind and he just tries it out. He also has a nice article or shows how to do um, trichrome photography. That's mm -hmm. where you take three black and white images with like different color Ooh. filters in front of yeah. it. And yeah. when you put them over them in a program or just stack them, uh, you get color images. That's cool. And he also does that with like infrared pictures, which looks absolutely amazing. Nice. Um, oh. But he's just funny. So he, he goes on a tangent about how he started something and then he calculates how the delta is and what he has to calculate. And then he remembers that he actually sucks at math and science and he just wings it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that exactly, sounds like my that, kind of guy. That, that's exactly <laughs> his phrasing. And I'm just standing there and going like, yes, that's it. That's me. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and I Wonderful. did that and it turned out absolutely horrible. Yeah, so he, he's he's funny. There's some interesting stuff, really entertaining. The videos are short. If I'm looking at them, they're all pretty much, or some of them are over 10 minutes, but most of them go between six and a half to 10 minutes. Okay. So short, entertaining videos. If you're into photography, it's a blast. If not, you better watch something else. I definitely will. Cool. If, if you give him a link, because I couldn't spell that, apparently. Yeah, no problem. Do we have any last little tiddly bits before we round off? Not from my side. So, uh, well, today of recording, which doesn't make any sense when it's published, but that's a different story. I, I posted on Facebook and my Instagram about the steel I got donated to forge um, log dogs for Ukraine that they're using to build trenches down there. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I posted about that just because I want other people to know about it. And of course, I can't do all of this by myself. And I also have the market to do. I have a lot of steel. If people in Norway want to help out, please reach out and we can figure something out when it comes to shipment and all of that. And if you are in a different country and want to help out, reach out and I'll help organize in whatever way I can. But long story short, the Ukrainians are building trenches to defend themselves. And they need a bit more help. Like, yeah, donating money and all of that is really nice. They need all the aid they can get. But here's something very concrete that at least metal workers or people more or less comfortable with metal work can do. And there's a continuous supply line of aid going into Ukraine from all across Europe. So no matter where you are listening from, something definitely can be done. I said. But that's yep. it. Reach out and let me know if you can do something and we'll figure something out. And apart from that, you can find us collectively at two thirds focused on any of the mostly social places. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and LewinSmear.no. And you can find me at The Redsmith or Redsmith everywhere on the internet, more specifically at TheRedsmith.com. And you can find me at NerdInventor.com where you find a link to all the socials. And you can also find me at Jan Maxwell on Instagram for if you want to see my photo adventures because that's where I upload my analog film, which is getting oh, so more that, and more. now it's not a secret anymore. Hmm? Your private account. You're just giving it away. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, it's I mean, been. I felt, it's I felt special for knowing it. It was always public. Yeah, but you never told people. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good week.